It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Cheese Room Podcast. This is Brendan, your host for the show. <sighs> do we have to? Uh, yeah, we do, we do, we do. Joining me to go over that uh, disappointing result and performance at Old Trafford. Uh, first up from Brixton is Mr. Paul Muir. How do you, mate? Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm all right. <laughs> um, I've had uh, 15, 20 minutes to die, uh, digest that. And uh, yeah, I'm... Um, properly annoyed you know when you you back in the day when you were looking forward to your favorite tv show for example for me it was professionals or starsky and hutch and it would come on but it'd be a really really crap episode that's how it feels after watching that today we love our references don't we our sort of pop culture from the late 80s we're also joined delighted to be joined uh the last time he was with us we uh we we did leicester three two uh sadly tonight it wasn't the case, uh, but we're delighted to be joined once again by Carl Donnelly. How are you doing, Carl? Hi, guys. Um, I am. Uh, hi, hi, everyone. Um, I'm feeling good after that. Um, I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. You know, I'm, I'm sort of. I've had, yeah, like you say, about 25 minutes or so since the uh, final whistle. I've eaten about 14 biscuits. I reckon. <laughs> Um, just to de- like, just to calm down, and I've eaten two plums as well. So, yeah, I'm starting to you know compute it and work out uh, you know what. Yeah, it was crap, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, Ooh, don't get me wrong. If yeah, we would have done this half an hour ago, I was on the you know I was working out how to end my life. But <laughs> luckily, I've calmed down. The biscuits took the edge off. Biscuits and plums. Well, the thing is, Carl, you are by profession a stand-up comedian, so there's the heavy lifting on you to cheer us the fuck up after that. It was just yes, no. I don't think it. I don't think I've got it in me. <laughs> I think yeah. <laughs> I like, it was just. I feel. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's not. I don't. It was crap. I mean, I, I don't know. It was the for some reason I was saying before we hit record about I for some reason I thought this was going to be the game where we really kick into like gear. I mean, obviously. Yeah. We're not just grinding out results. You know, we've been very, very consistently grinding out results, but we've also just looked a bit shit, which is weird. It doesn't make any sense. But this was the one in my head. I was like, this is where it happens, mate. We're going to go and we're going to just fucking look amazing. And then it just, instead, we did the opposite where we played like we've been playing, but didn't grind out the result. (laughs) So we just looked shit. Um, So I'm sad. 
Yeah, yeah. Paul, um, is this United's best performance of the season or our worst? Uh, this is our worst. This is a regressive performance in... Um, apart from Larice, it could have been 5-6. And that would have been a real... A real test for everybody concerned in, in in the squad to come back from 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 that and try and keep some kind of like um, forward momentum going. Um, I've had a couple of messages from some United fans and they said that's the best Fernandez has played in quite a while. So yeah, cheers, Bruno. Um, and obviously Casemiro is, is is a is you know he's a he's a quality addition and you know he's come in and it it, it seems that he's been slowly being integrated by Ten Hag and that was his best performance tonight as well. So you put those two in the middle of the park playing really, really well. They are gonna they're gonna suffocate us. And that's what exactly what they did in my opinion. They just you know, we, we had probably a good start, five, ten minutes. We we played it around, played around their press, but they can't press really well and uh yeah, they, they, they just they 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 were just swarmed us, didn't they? They just they, they were just all over us and uh Oh God, yeah, Carl's got it. We were rubbish, and um, <laughs> I'm sorry if you're listening to this on your car or your journey going into work. I hope you really like your job because I'm not making you feel any better about it if you're in this on your commute. But yeah, we were just—I'd say that was United's best performance so far. What I've seen this season. Oh, Carl, there, there's—I don't know how how much you listen to Spurs podcasts. Um, but there's been this big sort of debate about the, the, the formation, about when we play 3-5-2 with a bit more stability in midfield, that we control games better. And and we had that. Like, we, we normally start the pods with the lineup. So we had, like, Basuma was in, Richardson was injured. He wasn't going to start Lucas or, um, or or Hill in the in the front three. So we had what we wanted. I, I, I just I just don't understand how why we were so meek all over the shop. Yeah, but I mean, still, the still, like you know, the problem we still have is we we haven't really got anyone in the middle who's doing that sort of like can actually go forward, in it. I know sort of Ben Tankers can do it a bit now and again, but it's not. I don't think it's his natural instinct. You know, I still think we just we've we've shored up a lot of things, but we haven't fixed that main problem, which is a cre a proper creative midfielder. We haven't got one, so. You know, I know Hoiberg sometimes, you know, his stats suggest he's slightly better at that than we give him credit for. But, you know, having Basuma, Hoiberg and Bentanka in the middle is like, that's still, they're all like much more defensive minded players. So mm. I just I just feel like, you know, you can play all the, any formation on earth, but if in the middle you haven't got anyone who actually, when they do so, get the ball, they're going to do something with it. You're just going to, what we were watching tonight was like, it was like old days. Remember, you used to watch fucking just Harry Winks getting the ball and doing a few so Cruyff good. turns and then passing it backwards. And you're just like, oh my God, I'm going to shoot him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you could, it was like, it's not his fault. It's just like there was not, you know, there was nothing really going on. But like, mm. yeah, just, I just felt like we were there tonight. Every, I just don't think we had anything in the middle. They were always going to win that battle. And once, once we realized that was how it was going to go, once we realized that actually they're, their midfielders were playing really well. And that Casemiro was wicked, man. So I just think the moment that happened, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the same problem. Might change formation, but we've got exactly the same problem as when we've been playing like this recently where there's just there's just no creativity at all in the middle. Hmm. And Paul, defensively, that, that first half, I, th- I thought we were worse first half than second half in terms of, although their goals came second half, Hugo kept us in it. Like there was some... 
saves. The, the, the problem is there's too many to mention. Um, but but it, it was bizarre to see us so weak defensively when it's it's been one of our strong points this season. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 said here and I've said on anybody who happens to read anything I write that we are pretty decent um, as a defensive unit, being like in a five-four-one or even sometimes you know five-five five if Kane comes back and slots back into the midfield. Um, we we not everybody's going to be it's going to score Thomas Partey from outside the box, so I'm I'm not going to harp back to that. But they seem to have had a lot of shots that were. Yeah, around the 18-yard box, around around the edge of penalty box, and yeah, uh, that was yeah, especially the so that was Hugo's probably his best performance. Um, yeah, I don't think he actually kicked that badly today as well, distributed mm. quite well. Um, but they they yeah, we, we'd normally get a block in. You know, Dyer took one straight in the face. I thought he was going to knock him out or break his <laughs> nose or do his jaw. He took that full flush. That was like as that Bosch went straight down. Um, I know Davis, Dave, um, yeah, Davis was getting into a, uh, a few positions. Romero was having to like fight fire, and it just felt a matter of time. But some of those saves from Hugo, that that one low down to his right when Rashford ran off the back of Dyer and Romero and cut across into the far right hand side of the was going in the far right hand corner. That that was a superb save, and the and the volley from Shaw as well. Was it was I know it's close to him and stuff, but he hit it really hard and to get his hand and put it over was was amazing. So yeah, Hugo, that was an amazing performance from Hugo. First half, amazing. You um, you mentioned getting hit with the ball in the face. It happened quite a few times, Carl. Uh, so there was Dyer, uh, there was Dallow. I think Shaw got it in the kisser as well. So uh, from a comedic perspective, at least we had something to see. Yeah, that was a bit of fun. Um, it looked well painful, man. Like I don't know how he shut it off. Do you remember? I remember at school getting tonight taking a ball in the face, and that was like the end of my day, man. I was like, I'm not just going home. No, I couldn't. Get, I don't understand when players do that. They take one right in the nuts, and within like five minutes they're back playing. It's like I don't get it. This, um, yeah, there was, it was like there was that was one of the one of the few high points of what was otherwise a depressing. 93 minutes, whatever it was. What, what did you think in terms of, of United, Carl? They, they were pressing high. They were, and... yeah, I mean, to be honest, yeah, I do think they played well. I don't think, you know, I don't think, you know, I don't think suddenly they're back to the great United. I think we would, we were bad as well. I don't, I think we've made them look better than they were. But I do think, you know, they are a way better team than they were last year. They've got some really good players. I thought that, what's his name? Is it Anthony? What's the guy yeah, they got yeah. from my ex? I thought he looked really good. Like the first couple of times I've, I've seen bits of him, he looks a little bit, uh, you know, like he's full of tricks and stuff, but it's, it's all a bit flashy and not much going on. But he's got I actually shit thought was, Yeah, <laughs> loads of them as well. And um, But yeah, I actually thought he looked really dangerous. Whenever he came at our players, they looked a little bit, uncertain like you know they were a bit intimidated by him so he's quick and he's has got some skill so yeah i think they do they they are a way better team they've got some good new players but yeah i just i still think our players just they just looked uncertain or unsure of what they were doing i don't know they felt like there was a lot of you know like there wasn't many calm heads on the ball you know especially in the Mm. midfield i thought there was so much just turning around and passing back and like shitting themselves a bit and it's 
yeah, it's annoying because that's what we've been like for years. And actually, we feel like, you know, in the last couple of years, we've not really, we actually improved on that a lot. The last five years, six years. But um, yeah, it felt very, um, there wasn't a lot, of, there was a weird lack of confidence in a team that uh, were, you know, were joint second going into the match. Yeah, it was just, well, we did beat their press and we did try and pass it forward. Um, yeah, it, it would it would get intercepted, it would be under hit. And then Darlow or Shaw would like come in and sweep up. And obviously Casemiro was screaming in front of Iran and Martinez and Kane. I mean, what is Martinez? He's what, five foot seven? He's like he's like an Oompa Loompa, isn't he, from like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He's not that tall. And it's, and, but they, they you know, we, we, anything we put up to like Kane or or when we got the ball, and, I mean, he come deep and hit some really nice passes out to the wings. I think we had a quite a good opportunity in the first half with uh, Doherty, yeah. and he cut back inside on his left foot, didn't he? And he just put it about fifteen meters wide of the of, 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 of the left stick. I'm, I'm not was it that wide? Because I, 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 I know the Irish friend. Don't jump in here and start kind of like defending the Irish. I know what you're gonna. <laughs> I know this is a trap <laughs> that you've laid for me, McGurty. But he was he was woeful tonight. But it was. Anytime we did beat that press, we couldn't pass it. And that's the most disappointing thing because we, we, yes, they played a really high-intensity game, United, and they did swarm us, like I said. But also, when we did get the ball, we didn't take care of it and we didn't use it. And as Carl just said there, we seemed to be a little bit... There wasn't very calm heads at some points. It was just like, no, after you, no, you do it. And like, well, just somebody take in control and and start putting some systems of play together and we didn't we did we didn't do that when we had the ball and that was that was really really disappointing yeah yeah you know it was um the first half was you kind of thought i did anyway at half time was like well at least we got in at half time it's still nil nil that conte will get yeah, yeah, up. yeah and i thought we started the second half with a bit more gumption i thought we were getting into the challenges uh, with a bit more force in, in midfield, Carl. Uh, what, what were your thoughts going in second half? Well, again, I, yeah, I thought actually, I, I thought we rode our luck in the first half. When we went in at half time, I did. I actually thought we were going to come out way better in the second half. And yeah, we, yeah we a, a little bit of life seemed to they showed a little bit more life, but then they just they just reverted back and worse. And like, and then it became a, this frustrating thing of waiting to see. You you knew a goal was coming. But then mm. it was waiting to see when we were going to make a change. And that became more and more frustrating as he seemed to wait longer and longer and longer to make a change. And, you know, there's not much, you know, with Kulusevski and Richarlison out, there's not much in terms of attacking changes you can do. Yeah, Hill, but, like, I think, you know, I actually, I know it's a classic thing we can say in hindsight, but, you know, a lot of people go on about, why isn't he playing Jed Spence, whatever. And I think the actual, we didn't, that wasn't, the big problem i think i actually think you should have just brought bloody skip on or something like early in the second half just to give us a change in the center do you know what i mean somebody for, might for try and do something but change the formation or change no i'd say you could, you could put skip in that middle free you know what i mean and just put him just put him in the middle of it and get rid of bloody take basuma off i don't yeah i just think do is do something just to have somebody with a slightly different mindset i do think skip you know, I do think Skip's good defensively, but I do also think he can p- play a pass forward as well. And I know he's not fully fit and whatever, but I just think we needed a little change up in that middle. That was the main thing that was causing me problems. And um, whereas I don't think, yeah, I, I, I just, I, and it just became this weird waiting game to see what what he's going to do. Or Luke, I suppose Lucas actually, to be honest, when he came on, 
he showed a few right. little flat he showed a few flashes of like oh yeah we should have probably brought him on yeah. half an hour ago just do something somebody can run somebody's got some ideas but yeah i just said it's just i just found it that that second half got increasingly more frustrating even the goals aside i was just like we're not doing anything not changing anything we're just sitting there waiting for it to happen to us yeah i was trying to think of um early first half sorry second half chances paul um, we, there were a couple. I thought we were a bit more adventurous, but but still slim pickings. They scored early in the first, uh, second half, didn't they? Um, Fred's goals, forty, was it forty-eight no, minutes, no. forty-seven minutes? Yeah, it was quite early. Um, we lost the ball. They turned over really quickly, put it into our box, um, and again, you know, it, it's a shot from the age. Well, it's a shot that normally one of our guys would get in front of, and we, you could say that. Davis did get in front of it slightly, but <laughs> you know, to stick his leg out that way as well. Um, do we blame him I'm, for that? Is that no, that uh, actually, uh, yeah, you, you're really, you're really what I'm, you, you're kind of like really what I'm thinking. I, when I first saw it, I thought he's made a genuine attempt, but Davis is like, he knows the score, he's he's he's, he's very experienced, uh, internationally and 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 in club football for us. And you think, well, if I do stick my leg out here, I do kind and it. You know, I, I've got a good shot stopping goalkeeper behind me. Maybe I should just like, I noticed, maybe I should just let it go. I noticed that a lot of like Romero and stuff as well, they they don't whip at certain times, they don't put a blocking challenge in. They let like Lloris, because they're confident that Lloris will deal with it. I don't know. I mean, I'm not the international uh, centre back in any shape or form, but you know, when someone hits a ball and, oh. you know, you might want to put your foot, it's instinctive, isn't it, to put your foot out? And yeah, unfortunately, yeah. it did. It completely wrong-footed Larice, who had oh, I had probably had it was probably had it covered in um, in actually, you know, I had no qualms about him and covering it. It was, it was just, it was just disappointing that the way that anything deflected the book is like you don't deserve that. That's just pure effing luck, isn't it? That's just like kind yeah, of football, yeah. God inspiring, whatever you want to call it, that's just luck. And I'll put people turn and say, well, we didn't deserve any of that, but I don't believe that. It's like, it's early on in the second half, it's 47, 48 minutes. It's the first attack and they've got a deflected goal. And then that's like, okay, now we now we do have to change it. And I felt we did. I felt we did come out and we harassed and we put some more challenges in and, and we, we tried to get the ball back quicker. But it's just a shame it takes a goal to be that catalyst. And um... Even the second goal, though. The second goal, like, both of them were a bit lucky. I know it sounds weird because, you know, we did get outplayed. But, yeah. like, we've, we've been outplayed loads of times this season, but we have been so defensively solid. And, you know, if we've sort of let them have loads of chances from outside the box, knowing that they'll either miss or Lois will save it. And if, I felt like that's sort of what we were doing again today. But, like, it's just, yeah, we got the deflection. But the second goal, there was, like, the way it bounced back to him, you know what I mean? It's sort of, it was a lucky bounce. Do you know what I mean? Ultimately, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a sort of the end of a period of play. It's sort of a lucky bounce came back for the shot and it, it opened it up for him. So I think, you know, it was that weird thing where we, we didn't deserve anything because we got outplayed, but both goals of theirs were essentially lucky, which is an even is that, more bitter pill to swallow, I think. Uh, it's been a long time since I've done GCSE English. Is that an oxymoron where... The, it was lucky, but it was deserved. <clears throat> I don't know. No, I yeah, don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't really, I don't really understand how that. Is. Yeah, they were ga- both gammy goals. <laughs> yeah, but they yeah, just, gammy, but one of their gammy. other great shots should have gone in. One of the ones that Maurice <laughs> saved should have gone in. They should have been the goals. 
but instead they got two jammy shit goals. And that's just it was as it Carl. Like was Hugo this was where Hugo showed so I I'm I'm with Paul. I thought that was one of his best performances of the season because he is an excellent shot stopper. Are you are you happy with, with our captain? You Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't think I can't think of a better person to be in goal than him. Yeah, you know, ultimately he is gonna he's getting older and you know, he is he still did. There was that pit, that mistake he made in the first half where he basically almost knocked it into the goal himself. There's that very early little weird parry he did, but um, but you know, I do. I I he's been so good and so consistent and such so important to that. I'll I'll probably our, yeah our best period for so many years that I can't think. I don't know anyone who'd be like we need to replace it. I know we need to line up somebody, but. I'd give him. I'd be happy for him to stay for another few years. I don't think he's showing any signs of decline. You know, I mean, I don't think. Not really. No, not decline, but more in terms of as the game evolved. Whilst he's been with us, he's been with us for what, ten years now. Is it at least ten years? Yeah, and, and goalies are expected to do more, uh, certainly with their distribution and in terms. Of yeah, I, yeah, I get that. But I think I in terms know. of distribution, like again, like often I watch our. Uh, you know, I watch our defenders and how they play it across the back and their pass, and I, I find them more at fault than him for you know how we play out from the back. Often, I think it's um, you know, you watch sometimes just and this isn't having a go, but again, like you just watch them just go back and forth for five or six passes, and then one of them punts it, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's the end of that, then, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's all you know, I don't think he's as bad at his distribution as some people probably think. Well, just to tie up the game, Paul. Yeah, let's do that quickly. Let's just, just tie it, it, it Put it to bed and talk about yeah. Carl's comedy career because that's what's that's more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The Kane did have did have one shot before their second goal. He was he had sort of was it guilt edged or was it more straightforward for for the hair to sort of back down because it was it was a straight line. But it sort of felt immediately after that chance they fucking scored. Yeah, was, that, they was did. it not offside though? Had it, it was, not been it flagged? Was off, it was offside. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the back stick, he came in, he and he came over and he took a touch, but he was offside. Oh, wow. De Gea made the save, and then I think, um, I think Darlow, uh, left, uh, sorry, it might have been sure actually on the left. And uh, they played on, and the re- even though the linesman signaled, the ref played on. And we can't blame that that referee decision because that's just like they're in possession of the ball, they're in there, they're in they're, they're down pretty much not by their corner flag but they're like they're on the edge of their box and we can't use that as an excuse for um conceding the second at all no because there's a lot of plays there's a lot of um phases of play between the the lino putting his flag up and the ref playing advantage and then them scoring so um yeah that's it's just one it's just one of those things just one of those anomalies but um I thought ref did the right tonight. Actually, I thought you know a lot of players were going down, and then we we up the intensity. Um, Casemiro put a, put a late one on Hoiberg. I think he just clipped him. Casemiro got a yellow for that. Naughty. Yeah, it was wasn't it? He, he he knew what he was doing. He was right on the halfway line. Um, he, was, he was about half a second late. You know, Hoiberg like knew it was coming as well, so he could ride it a little bit. But um, I think the ref got that got got that much pretty much spot on. It must be hard to ref a game when you've got Bruno Fernandez literally in your grid for 90 minutes, <laughs> complaining about fucking everything. 
and like gesticulating and saying like and doing that kind of thing with his hands but shrugging his shoulders up at the same time i'm doing this on youtube at the moment folks so if you can't see this i'm sorry about my uh my descriptive skills but it's like he does this straight arm thing to a ref he's like and it's almost like what you're doing like you stupid twat you got to give me this you know because look, look at me i'm such a perfect kind of multi-billionaire for, and it, it must be very difficult for um yeah refs for, to have him like constantly at you um but i do think the ref did did quite well and 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 yeah we haven't got anything to complain about that second goal in that in that aspect okay fair enough fair enough and then it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, in summary, Cole, a bad day at the office. We are still, where are we? We third? We're still third, are we? So, yeah, so by yeah, some miracle, it's like, it's, I mean, I don't really understand it. It's Because it is that thing, it, we, it's, you know, when you watch the matches, it doesn't feel like we should be third. That's that's the problem we've got this season. But we have, we're still in an incredibly good position. We've got loads of big away games, tough away games out of the way. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. we haven't, we've played a lot, you know, so... Weirdly, I think we should slightly wind our necks in a bit and just be like, all right, that was a crap game, but we've got a really solid foundation for the rest of the season. And if we just sort out a few things and come back from this with a bit of confidence and go into the next game just with a bit of like, all right, let's we can have this. We should be all right. We should sort of sort of then we'll have a couple of good games. We'll all be like, oh, we're going to bloody have a title challenge. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, <laughs> it'll take a week and we'll suddenly all be getting all excited again. And I just think, yeah, it's just, it's hard. When you watch the game and you're so like profoundly outplayed by a team that you don't think of as your, you know, superior team. We think of ourselves now as in the last handful of years as a better team. We're, we're better United. than Man United, which, you know, it's Man. mad to even be able to say Man. that from, from the time we all grew up in. Like, the, we've got now, that the fact that we're so annoyed about this, is you should, we should probably see the positive of that. And, like, that shows where we're at and where we want to be. And, yeah, I think we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Let's all be fine. Stop, stop pissing our pants after one crap <laughs> game. <laughs> well, let, let's just do it, Paul. It's the, the reaction. Uh, the reaction. Uh, sorry, mate. Say that again. Uh, that was it. I'm saying to, to come to you with the um, the reaction from Conte in terms of when we've had these setbacks under him. I think we have played well afterwards. So I'm looking. For, we got Newcastle on the weekend. How are you feeling going into that game? Um, well, after this evening, um, not as confident <laughs> as I should be. Uh, to be honest, oh, that was that that was a hospital pass. Thanks for that, Brendan. Um, yeah, Newcastle, they're doing okay. They're quietly, like, you know, they, 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 they're quietly moving themselves up the table. People laughed at me uh, pre-season. I'm not going to mention this again, but they, the, I thought they would be top five, top six. I think I think they're good enough. And Howe's got them playing a, a, a style of football, which really suits the individuals that he's got, you know, and, and he, he's not scared to change it up, unlike our manager at points. Um, how am I feeling about it? I just, I just want to win. I just want to win. Um, I'm not 
that bothered about the performances. I just want the points, especially before the World Cup with this kind of uh, truncated kind of like season that we've got. I just, I just want a point. I, I, I would take a Jolinton overhead, uh, I don't know, misfired volley own goal on the on the third minute and have eighty seven minutes behind the ball and just grind out a one nil. That's how I feel about about this. Because can we just talk about the subs tonight? Because Sorry, like, on, yeah, why, yeah. why would they why were they done at eighty two minutes? It's mad, you know, it's like, mad. Game, game was over. Off, did it the other day as well. Yeah, yeah. Dyer off, uh, Doherty off, and Basuma off, and on came Sanchez, um, Ryan Sissing on, and Lucas Moura. And as Carl said, like Moura, had, he, he looked bright. He got the ball, and he he tried to drive. And you know, we know what we get with Lucas. He either goes down a cul-de-sac or he he he, he, does, he does something very very good. And I think he you know he. He, he brought that, that a real kind of like injection of kind of like, you know, a little bit of urgency. But by that time, as, as we know, you've got 10 minutes at most within, within due time. And it's not, it's it's not, yeah, it's not long enough to affect the game really in, in most aspects. And then Perisic off with Spence at 89 minutes. And it was just like, and I know we've all, we're all clamoring for Spence. And I think it's because we're so... We bought this guy, and I, I, I watched him a lot at Forest because I watched a lot of Championship football, and he, he was the best player in the Championship last season. Um, he plays really, really well for England under twenty ones, as I keep going on about. And it's just like, okay, he's better than Doherty. He is because Doherty is not up to task right now. And I think also in Conte ball, Spence is a better fit than Emerson. Obviously, I don't see these guys in training, but it's like bringing Spence on in eighty nine minutes. I, I, I don't know what signal that sends out to players who. Yeah, like Spence, to to fans who go and watch that, and also to like the league in general. Is and 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 the other players in general. It's like, well, go on, you've got three minutes. Just just go. I mean, what does that do? I mean, you're not going to affect. That's not a Conte thing. That's that's been the way it's been for years, mate. It's, it's not just a Conte. The Conte's not just come up with a late sub. Like it's, I oh, I, I, I get the frustration with the game. He looked like he threw the game like he did against Arsenal. He was yeah. like, fuck it, game's done. Um, he could see the pattern of play. He could see that there was no way we could ch- change it. So he was just like, well, let's give him a bit of a stretch and um, and that'll be it. I, I, don't, I don't think this is a particularly... I, I don't know how culpable Conte is is for, for tonight. Carl, how are you feeling in terms of how Conte played it with his subs and selection? No, well, I mean, I mean I've, as I said, my problem with him was... Yeah, and it, as is often my problem, I, I think he obviously is a brilliant manager, but... You know he is very, he is known to be very stubborn. He's very, you know, he doesn't he doesn't you know he's not going to listen to the fans. You know that's he he does not he's aware that he knows better than us, and we we should all be aware that he knows better than us. But <laughs> oh, he's told us that though, hasn't he? he told us that about yeah. two weeks ago. <laughs> that's right. And the, the thing is, I, I absolutely agree with him. I think obviously it's much, it is much easier for fans to sit here talking about it, but you know, I but at the same time. When you're when you go one nil down and you're getting outplayed, um, and you've you've been outplayed for 60, 70 minutes, whatever, I I don't understand, like what why it's not at that point you go right. We need to, we need to change a lot. You know what I mean? It doesn't mm-hmm. yeah just yeah you just need a, a couple of changes just to just to change the mindset of the team and what's happened. Like just change everything. You just need to you just need to slightly change tack, don't you? It's often it's not. It's more about just, uh, just yeah, putting a bit of life on the pitch. 
You know what I mean? Because everyone else has just sort of just gone a bit meh. And um, I don't, it's, I'm always fascinated by his sort of uh, his lack of. But I mean, loads of managers are like that, isn't it? Mourinho is like that. It's, there's a certain type of manager who just goes, "No, I do it my way. I don't put fucking substitutes on at sixty minutes." You know, just because of a goal, like Poch as so well. They're very set in their ways. Yeah, but exactly. So, like, we we know that's just what happens. But when we're watching, you can't help but think, "Just fucking do it now." Yeah. You know what I mean? Give him half and an I, hour to try and change the game. And there were so many things going through his mind as well in terms of of the, the schedule as well. And, and I, I know I I talk about it a lot, Paul. I know, but. The fact that we have a World Cup stuck in the middle of the season, that mm. we have so many games between now and the World Cup, and we've had so many games already in the last couple of weeks since the international break. That, that they, these things that they, they were managers' minds they, they, in terms of um, how how much energy that, that the the players exert and how much time they're on the pitch, and and they have to manage that that sort of thing as well. So uh, there's lots of factors going on. So you had your hand I'd, up. I'd, I'd, I'd say that point of view, but. You know, Conte doesn't get paid seven, eight figures to worry about Gareth Southgate and other international managers, does he? He doesn't. He doesn't get. He, he shouldn't well, care. And I don't think he does care. Um, what I will say is that I think we should be scrapping for every point yeah. before the World Cup because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, with the window, uh, are we going? Our players going to come back? I mean, they come. If we get to the final, even the semi-final, we play like seven days later, and um, that's obviously a, a, you know, a, a massive question mark. If we, if we get that far, but it's we, the players are going to come back knackered. They're going to come back like you know, kind of like adrenaline, a dump, etc. Et so what I'm trying to say here is that I think for tonight, you think if we're looking at it as in like a point grab a points grab literally before the world cup then we've got to go out and give the, and, and give like united a real game and and actually actually go for like you know winning some winning all three rather than just like settling for one you know and and then and then let's see where we are you know before we go to the world cup because you know we, that would have taken us like one point beyond the scum this evening you know that i mean that was mm. a that was a massive opportunity and i know united play well and we didn't play well but as Carl just said there, if it's not going well after 60, 65 minutes, then change it. Then 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 do something and go after those three points. Because yeah, as we said there, you know, who who knows what's gonna happen after a World Cup? There could be injuries, there could be, you know, that you know, they, they could be like people out of form, obviously the window, you know, other players come available, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, it's like if 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 there's stuff on the table for you to have, then take it. But we don't seem to be doing that at the moment. We just seem to and be also, like... And also, like, yeah, the, I just want to say about the World Cup, like, yeah, there's every chance England go into it and are an absolute toilet, you know what I mean? We end up just, you know, just grinding through the group and, you know, maybe, you know, might even get to a quarter or something, but play really badly, getting a bit of criticism in the press, get battered in the quarterfinals by some team we should probably beat. And then, you know, the players basically come back to a storm of bad press but you know getting and actually they're going to come back less confident than they went to the world cup you know what i mean they'll come back in worse form than they went so yeah i don't think you know i don't think the world cup it should be a case of that is going to happen let's not even think about it just yeah think about this don't think about yeah don't care about those players going to the world cup that's a separate issue my my point was more in terms of the the schedule so it is now the 19th of october between now and the 
12th of November. So in three weeks, we have seven games. So that, that the more is in the, the schedule's building up and kind of, kind of like gets to a point where I'm like, oh, fuck it. Like, I kind of have to bin this one off now and focus on the next seven games where we've got to qualify for the Champions League. We've got to try and yes. remain in the top, top four. So again, I'm just, I'm not playing. But then the changes it. didn't suggest he was saving people. He's not like, it's not like fuck. We've lost this one. Get Doherty back. We need to, get, need to get rest him up. Do you know what I mean? It didn't. The just changes didn't feel like it was to save players. For yeah. it was actually. It felt probably more like we need to. We need to give some other players a little bit of time at least because they mm. might be featuring more heavily in those pictures. Exactly. Yeah. There, there might maybe injuries like the muscle injuries coming up with Sony. Sony regular games. Well, yeah. Anyway, let's. Uh, that's enough of the United game. Let's bin it off. And just as a final final thought on it is, uh, I think what we've all learned is Kulusevski is our best player. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the final thoughts. Is that's what that's been the thing that's really been missed in this last few weeks is we've realised how important it is. Oh, it, it's true though, Paul. Isn't it? Like, like the, the frustration, this this yeah. little injury that he got, he was just back. We're like, yes, he's coming back. Uh, what the fuck? What, what happened? Uh, oh. I think he. I think something happened on training Friday morning, I believe, last week. And um, yeah, great. No, sorry, Thursday, and he went for a scan um, in town on, on Friday. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, Carl. I mean, Carl's got it right there. He, he's a massive miss. Um, he just knits. You know the the kind of the back that. Yeah, he put he just knits the the forward to like the forwards to the rest of the team. He's you know, don't seem we don't seem so isolated. We seem to be able to progress the field the ball at the field much quicker. Um, he knows you know he's a very technical footballer, as in he knows uh, the angle of the pass. He knows the right time to release the pass, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he's he's he, he he kind of sees like little kind of like one twos and triangles that. But even when like I'm sitting in the crowd and like, the game's not going at 95 mile an hour, I mean I don't even see them, and he just sees these little things, and it's just like, yeah, we miss him. But you know, we, as I said last week, we we can't blame the form just because one plays out. We need to we need to adapt, improvise, and overcome. And um, we haven't done that, and um, that's concerning. To be honest, yes, I know. He, I know he's a very you know we just waxed lyrical about him for two minutes there, but it's still that like, we should be able to like find another way of, of dealing when it's like when like Kane was out or he was, he was going to Man City and 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 Son stepped up and and we, we found a way you know even under Nuno and like Nuno's like fit to shine Conte's shoes, but it's just like we 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 can't blame just one player being out for results like tonight and performances like tonight so mm. hopefully he, 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 he's back soon let's let, let's be hopeful yeah no i think i think you're right i think maybe part of that is why conte may has been so um tied to to his formation and his morals is that that we have to kind of prepare for when he is back so maybe that that's a thing and, and you're right richarlison uh, from a brazilian perspective and i am of 17 years in brazil i am part brazilian my kids are brazilian my wife's his his um his injury not being as serious is huge huge for Brazil. He is so important to, to how Brazil plays. And but when he's when he has been playing in Kulusevski's position, he's been playing out of his position. It's it's, it's not yeah. worked at all, has it? It's, it's been weird. No, no, no. It's yeah. I think it's it's a hard one, and yeah, they're not they're not a like for like swap, are they? No. They don't play the same game. So yeah, that's why it's not. I think. 
Yeah, like and uh, yeah, just, I mean, I, I think that whole observation about Kulusevski is just—he's a much more technical player. He's got—he doesn't—he's doesn't—he's much more like he's way better than he lo- he looks. I know it sounds weird. It's almost like the Kane thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like Kane doesn't look like he should have—he should be as good at passing as he is. Like he's just—but he's, he's Kulusevski is very tricky. He's very good yeah, and he breaks really quick like you say that he 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 seems to be out of our out of the players this season or even since he came in um that the player that manages to do the transition from sitting back and getting forward the best out of everyone yeah. it used to be son i think son was always actually the quickest up the pitch wasn't he but like son's obviously at a minute still seems a little bit all over the shop he doesn't feel like he's fully settled into his normal form but um, yeah, Kulusevski seems to have really taken up that mantle of like, I'm going to be the one to burst up and I'll take the pass and then let everyone catch up with me. And it's it's really, you know, I think we've really missed that since he's been gone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Carl, so uh, first of all, to let listeners know, you do have your your alcohol advent calendar on Instagram. First of all, <laughs> listeners, if you're not following the cheese room on Instagram, obviously follow the cheese room on Instagram. But after the cheese room, follow Carl Donnelly because last Christmas your your booze advent calendar was brilliant, incredible. Oh, cheers! Yeah, I'm currently so um, in preparations for it. My wife bought all the booze. I've no idea what it is for for listeners. Basically, my wife last year bought me 24 50 mil, not 25 mil, 50 mil bottles of booze. Wrapped it up. I had no idea what they were, and every day I open one. And then had to make a cocktail and drink it like sometime between <laughs> seven and like nine a.m. every day of December. It's amazing. And um, some days were they were they were ruinous, like because it got to a point as well when I didn't want to just sh- like some of them I shot them, didn't I? Like the sort of chartreuse, like yeah. liqueurs and the absinthe, and that was just gross. But the days when it was something interesting that I could make a cocktail with were the fun ones. But then it got to a point halfway through the month where I just. I started making like crazy cocktails where I'd add like three or four other bits of booze from my cocktail bar. So I'd have like a quadruple at 9am and I'd be wiped out for the day. So this year I'm really, I'm aware of what it was like last year. I'm going in a little bit more prepped of like, right, this is, you know, I need to tailor it a little bit maybe to what I've got on that day. <laughs> so, and, um, Don't be a and, pussy, yeah. Donnelly. Don't be a pussy. All in. All in. I'm dreading it. I know my wife, when she told me that, when they arrived, she ordered like all these bottles from like, some of them from overseas and she had this glint in her eye that made me just go, oh God, I'm, I'm in trouble. Like, there's going to be some real spicy, <laughs> spicy drinks coming. What's your Instagram, yeah. What's your Instagram, Carl? Uh, it's just Carl Donnelly. C-A-R-L-D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y. At Carl Donnelly, and then yeah, I'll be, I'll do a little precursor to it when, like, so people know what's happening and what it is. And I'm going to try and encourage people to, you know, if they want to partake safely, and you know, they're not obviously if they can do. I don't want people to do it who have alcohol issues, but like, you know, if people think they could do it safely and think it'd be a bit of fun, even though they don't have to do it every day, but like, if they want to do one or something during the month, and I'll share it and yeah, make a little community of it to people it's, getting drunk at before 9am it's beautiful yeah. it is. people it's, that on the school run or operating I heavy know. machinery but I'm part of a community there was days like that the days when it was still dark out when I was drinking it were the ones I was like this is bad this is bad for my mental health <laughs> but they're, they're incredible to, to watch them as well because I'm in Brazil so I'm four hours behind the UK 
So I sort of wake up and they're already there. So I'm like, wicked. So let's see another middle-aged man get fucked at eight in the morning. <laughs> it's, it's glorious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to, but the problem is it because people really liked it and it's it, like loads of people watched it and it's sort of I have essentially now it's, it's it's sort of forced my hand I've got to make it's got to be a yearly thing now so it's quite a big commitment everyone basically almost a whole month every year I've got to just get pissed every morning <laughs> but is, is it business as well because I thought it was a thing I thought you just had like a literal advent calendar with booze nah. but your wife came up with the ideas it's she yeah she curates it as well that's like, so a she cause it started because the year before she bought me this she bought me a really interesting one the year before it was a it was a coffee bean one of like specialist coffee beans from around Europe and um and it was real hipster sort of coffee I'm into. But I just sort of having that, I was like I did a little video of me just having my coffee every day and people just liked that. But it was much more gentle and much more, you know, sort of one note. And then my my wife just said, Why don't you do booze? And when she said it, I was like, Oh, that might be fun. I looked up and you can buy like craft beer ones. And um I, I thought about doing that, but I thought the the idea of drinking a can of beer at 9am is worse to me than drinking a cocktail I think one feels a little bit more I don't know grown up in it whereas a can of lager at like 7am is like oh fucking wife's left me <laughs> you know I'm, I'm on the skids so yeah oh. so that's how the cocktails ended up being the thing so that was that's yeah and she just decided to just curate it she found it really fun getting it all together and wrapping it and stuff that's brilliant. So yeah, on Instagram, follow Carl. And Carl, you're back in the UK now because I think last time that we spoke, um, you were you were between Australia and UK. So yeah. you're back in the UK. Any gigs coming up? Uh, yeah, I've got plenty. I'm sort of basically in London now, gigging almost solidly right up until like February, and I'm going back to Australia for three or four months. But um, yeah, I'm around. I mean, basically, I'm. Do you know what? I'm. I would say go to my website for my dates, but I um my website is currently. Basically, I, I forgot to renew the domain name. <laughs> this is absolutely true, and it was—it's quite—it was. I had a good reason for it. I had quite a tra- I had quite a tricky summer with like sure, my sure. parents were ill, yeah. and yeah. Um, and basically, I had so much on. I was moving house. My dad died. Like I had loads of really, and he'd been ill for ages. It wasn't a shock or anything. But all the admin of—I don't know if anyone here. I'm not going to bring up any bad memories, but I don't know if either of you have ever organised sort of the, the post death of a parent and the admin is unbelievable like the amount you have to do and I've got a two-year-old so I had this crazy summer where I was so busy I just didn't really have time for admin didn't realize that my um, my my website expired and I've now got to try and get it re done re-put online like it's all still there it's just I haven't got it's just been taken offline so that's currently um, there is nowhere to find my list of upcoming gigs um, so do follow me on social media where I just share them in the run up to them. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll raise a glass to, to Don, Sir Donnelly Senior uh, as well. Cheers, like. oh, thank you. Um, so, so your your Instagram, Carl Donnelly, and in, and your Facebook. Sorry, fucking. I, must, I tell you what, my Facebook actually. What I've worked out is there is a way of me having my gig lists, like proper gig lists with ticket links on Facebook. So I might, yeah. I'm going to set that up in the next few days as a, a holding page. While my website is uh, in limbo, so just, oh. I think Carl Carl Donnelly comedian is my Facebook. So I'll get my gigs up there, and there's yeah, I'm gigging 
everywhere, all over the place for the next few months in London and the surrounding areas. Superb. So we will share it on our Facebook page. Facebook is kind of where the, the, the cheese room began. Oh, that, cool. was, that was yeah. launched out on there then. Carl, thank you so much for joining us. No, cheers for having me. It's fun as always. And uh, we look forward to welcoming you back. And hopefully next time it's uh, it's more fun like the Leicester game was than uh, than tonight. Yeah, that's it. I'll come back on when we're in the title title challenge run like, at the end of the season. <laughs> when he's out of rehab. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over like coffee and then like two years of booze. What's next? Yeah, like what's like different yeah. types of class A from around the world. <laughs> exactly. What's going on, you know? Love, sit down. <laughs> I'm off to Colombia in a couple of weeks. So uh, look, I, I, I'll see what, what's going on there in terms of... Advocate. Mr. Muir, thank you for joining. Yeah, no worries. Uh cheese if you got this far listening after you know, we we after that this evening and uh, we're obviously like, you know, not feeling that, that on top of form. But if you've got this far, thank you very much for listening. And uh if you you know want to leave us a little kind of review on Spotify or wherever you find your uh, your podcast, that'd be really, really good to try and get the uh the the the, the pod uh, a wider audience. Thanks very much. Exactly. And also try and follow us on on the socials, uh, on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We're trying to push Instagram this this month. And uh, the guys from YouTube, they did do an instant uh, review tonight on YouTube. I'm sure that went very well. And they will be out again on Friday. Uh, We will obviously be reviewing the Newcastle game uh, on the on your audio platforms from Saturday is it Saturday or Sunday? I don't even fucking know. It's Sunday, it's half four kickoff Sunday. Wicked. So Sunday night, look out for the podcast. And as ever, come on you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs> Was that already had you ended before? I'm, have I got to shout it as well? You got to shout it as well. <laughs> oh, so come on, you Spurs. <laughs> I would shout it, but my so I did I didn't know the rules. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.